is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Nice to be here. My name is Vinnie White, and I'm here for the next hour or so doing radio stuff. It's a, a news and views pie with hunks of meaty news, opinion pastry, and lashings of giggle gravy. Um, Pat, I, I know I don't tend to bring you into these conversations much, but as a producer, I just have to ask, why are you wearing a hat? Are you a hipster? No, it's a look, but it's also for warmth. Are we at that level? Is it that bad? Yeah, it's going to be very cold when I walk home at 5.30 in the morning. Fair enough. Fair lidos. You look very lovely and dashing. Um, so what are we doing? Uh, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit hungover today. I'm going to forgive me that this show might... It could either be a stroke of brilliance or a disaster. We'll find out as time goes by. I, I had a skinful last night and I just feel terrible. I got up at midday. Ugh. It was worth it, I think. If it if it carries on, if I carry on feeling like this, it probably wasn't worth it. But right now, at time of talking, I'll say it was worth it. I went to um, Kensington Market. Kensington Market is the kind of weird people place in Toronto, which I love. It's great escapism because I live on um, King West, which is all full of people that have been injected in their face and look a bit like uh, sexy ducks. And um, so it's nice to get away and see everyone else really that isn't all polished and stiletto wearing and my goodness did the freaks come out last night i loved it i went to this place because it was part of canadian music week i think i went to this place called the round which is square so that perfectly it just it absolutely fits in perfectly with the weirdness that is kensington market and um it was some dj that was doing like Indian and Pakistani music with big fat beats over it. So I think you'd call it psychedelic trance. A little bit, you know, a lot of people would have just had an aneurysm on walking in. But I like that sort of stuff. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, you know, you are who you are. You just learn to accept it as you get older. And so I went in there and um, like I'm quite a weird person, I think. You know, like I'm not entirely, I don't think if you were to find, I don't know, your average man that works as a bank teller and me probably just wouldn't get on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not that normal, but I've never felt so normal as last night. Went in there, what a collection of nutters in there there was. There was a fella at the front, high as a kite on something, and he had um, a pair of running tracksuit bottoms, right, running pants, dress shoes, so that's already weird, black socks, and uh, a, a vest, right? And a fanny pack. And he had to have a fanny pack because he didn't have any pockets in his in his tracky bottoms. Fanny pack? To a nightclub? I mean, come on. I mean, I'm open-minded, but... By the way, our British listeners, I'm talking about a bum bag. But here, the word fanny is bum, which has confused me for the last 10 years and still... Feels wrong when I say Fanny on the radio. Look it up if you're confused as to why. <laughs> also, I have the mental age of a six-year-old. Anyway, uh, it was very entertaining. It was basically hot yoga, is what it was. It stank in there, and there was there was like a few people started taking their tops off. Unfortunately, they were men. Um, so you know, and I'm all up for that sort of do what you want vibe. I like that, but many of them may have uh, forgotten to put deodorant on. It was honking. For half an hour, we we talked about everyone whilst people watching, which I think some people would say is judgmental, but you know what? 
it, honestly, if you were there, you would have pointed a few people out. It was that weird. There was loads of people doing like tantric, weird dancing. There was a fella who I actually, the more drunk I got, the more I thought he was actually an orangutan, the way he was dancing. Imagine if you're low to the ground and you're, you're hanging your hands between your legs. He did that for about two hours. I don't know what the drugs were there, but they must have been fantastic if you're into that sort of thing. So after um, about an hour or so, a, a girl came up to us, me and my friend, and said, when are you two going to stop talking and start dancing? Because <laughs> I think she could hear us laughing at everyone. It's a bit out of order, really, isn't it? Never mind. You can tell as soon as you walk in that most people are on drugs. And that's all right if you want to do that sort of thing, I suppose. Um, weren't hurting anyone, maybe themselves and a few brain cells. Uh, and so I go outside, right? And just for those listening outside Canada, drugs aren't legal unless I've missed the memo. Have I? No one cares, do they now? No one cares. I got stoned last night by standing outside. It was unbelievable. I thought I thought we got closer to Alberta. By the way, what well, a peculiar time to bring this up, but I'd just like to say a moment of sincerity. It's a very rare thing in this show. Alberta, we're thinking of you. You're doing a great job. And Canada in general, can I just say, so pleased this week we're seeing the unison of people, the united people coming together to help out our friends in Alberta. Absolutely fantastic stuff. You should be very proud of yourselves. And thanks to the Canadian government for matching donations for the Canadian Red Cross. Very pleased and very proud to live here in times of crisis when you see people coming together. So well done. Ten points all round. Pat on the back. And uh, that fire, of course, is heading to Saskatchewan, which isn't good um, to both of the people that live there. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, it will... hopefully it will rain. Okay, I'll do a rain dance. I'll I, I tell you what. Enough people were doing a rain dance last night. Nothing happened. I'm starting to not believe in them. Anyway, that was a peculiar little um, tangent, but a moment of sincerity. So yeah, did that, and then um, well, I ended up getting quite drunk. And I think I genuinely think I was high on weed, just for the amount of smell and, and that I took in through osmosis outside. Um, so I was a bit sort of wobbly when I got home. Uh, I must have been, because I got up this morning, well, I'll say this morning, about midday, felt horrific. Went to the kitchen. I've got a computer in the kitchen, right? I just sort of gave it a nudge to see what time it was. It woke up. Apparently last night I bought a disco light. That happened. Yeah. Apparently, um, three, was it 3.23... I've got a printout. 323, congratulations, you bought a disco ball with built-in LED. At what point? At what point did I think that was a good idea? Cheap as chips. It's coming from China, it'll be here in weeks, but I am I'm pretty pumped now I'm sober. Wouldn't have bought it sober, obviously, but the concept isn't too bad. $30 if you're interested. So <laughs> I look forward to getting that. I don't know what else I got. I'm not sure. I mean, perhaps there's other purchases that I made on the phone that I have no idea about. It's not entirely the way that I want to live my life. But so in, in a bid to make myself feel better, I did a Google search on what people have accidentally bought drunk and got this story. So I'll share it, share it with you now. A couple of weeks ago, right, someone bought a yak. <laughs> that makes a disco ball look fine, doesn't it? An actual yak. Sometimes in life, you wake up, slowly but surely, memories of the night before come trickling back. If you, uh, if ever you get in a panic, don't worry. One man, a couple of weeks ago, uh, he took some sleeping pills and booze, never a good idea, uh, and found that he'd actually spent 3,000 US dollars on a yak. 
Yeah, he purchased the golden Tibetan yak from a store called Yaks and Things. What was happening there? So many questions. Also, who sells just yaks and things? And also, like, why is it so vague? Yaks and things. Yaks and what? Yaks and pens? What? What else do you sell other than yaks? Are all the things yak related? All right, good question. Good question. Is it a hairbrush? Is it... Do they wear shoes? I was just going to say, do they, do, do they make yak shoes? Oh, this is a great text in. Today, without Googling, you're not allowed to Google, text in. Do yaks wear shoes? All the important issues on News Talk 1010. Yak shoes. Weren't horseshoes for rougher terrain, right? So they didn't hurt their feet? Yeah. So, Makes But then sense. you don't ride a yak. I mean, this guy probably did when it turned up. But I don't know if they'd need them. That's a good point. You know, most of the stuff we've got, we evolved with for a reason. Do yaks wear shoes? 71010. If you are a yak owner, then give us a call. 416 872 I'll put you straight on for that. Bit niche. Downtown Toronto. You never know your luck. This guy's got one. Actually, he didn't. He sadly put it back. The order confirmation, the yak cost $2,687. Apparently, it cost um, $389 shipping. And I don't know. He was in the US, and it was coming from the US. But that's a bargain. Shipping a yak? It's brilliant, that. Because just to wrap it in the brown paper is going to cost you 100 bucks, isn't it? <laughs> He managed to stop the payment and uh, stop. He did it by um, cancelling his credit card, apparently. He said, my apartment complex would boot my ass out on the street. Well, he probably said, my apartment complex would boot my ass out on the street. Um, he then went on to say, the only thing worse than being homeless is being a homeless yak owner. I don't agree with that. I think, I think being homeless without a yak is crapper than being homeless with a yak. If you're homeless, you should get a yak. Thing. Period. Outside McDonald's, there's always homeless people with dogs, and I know they do better out of it because people feel sympathy and empathy towards the dog, and indeed the dog owner. So I think you can make a fortune with a yak. Yak's milk. There you go. So that's that's the. I nearly said eggs. <laughs> I told you I wasn't right today. I was going to go. Yeah, yak eggs. You know when they're wearing their shoes and they're cowering. Sat down on all fours, they probably pop one out, don't they? No. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, he did say at one, at one point, apparently he got a load of spam from people saying, why don't you go through with the yak purchase? And he said in return, I can't just spend $3,000 on a yak to amuse the internet. So he should probably lock his computer away when he takes his pills, but there you go. Now, I should do a break, and we'll come back with something a bit more newsy. Also, I should also mention that um, Amanda Capito is coming in to do Newsy Poos, uh, where we look at a few stories from around the world, maybe here as well. And, uh, you know, it's just lovely to have you here, really. I mean, it's an absolute joy. Um, so far on the text, people have been texting in on 71010. Uh, saw a yak once, wasn't wearing shoes. Mm, okay, helpful, but it's not decisive. Yak shoes, seven ten ten. Back in a minute. You're tuned in to the Vinnie White Show on In Depth Radio News Talk ten ten. So I don't think yaks wear shoes. That's what I've learned today. Because I'm, I'm typed in yak shoes, and 
the only thing that comes up is um, shoes that have a fake yak skin. Because I, I don't know. That's, a, that's so many questions. Now I'm thinking, can you get real yak shoes? I hope not. Yeah. That's synthetic yak shoes. Who thinks of that? Oh, I need something for my feet. Shall I get yak? Synthetic yak. Animal rights conscious people, I guess. Yeah, PETA. Um, and the text so far, um, a lot of yak lovers out there. Uh, yak must wear shoes to take out the paper and the trash or they won't get any spending cash. Okay. And someone else says, are you making fun of homeless yaks? Uh, I suppose we were. Yeah, I think I was. It's, it's a domesticated it's the sort of thing that farm If, if I right? got fired from this job for um, making fun of homeless yaks, in a way, I wouldn't be bothered because that's a good story for later in life, isn't it? I once got fired from a radio station in Canada for making fun of homeless yaks. The cachet that would bring you. Exactly. People, just in conversation. Yeah. And you could probably make a lot of money on it, actually, because people would go, no. And then you could run the audio of us talking about homeless yaks, clean up. Get the get the letter that Mike writes me saying, "Listen, you can do what you want on this station, but don't offend homeless yaks. They've got it hard. Actually, all yaks are homeless, aren't they?" Well, I was thinking, if they're in the wild, are they homeless? Or if you're in a barn, that's your home, I guess. <laughs> Poor old Albertan yaks. Are there yaks in Alberta? Why do I ask so many questions about yaks? It's a yak-heavy show. It is, yeah. You know where I need to go? Yaksandthings.com. And uh, maybe I shouldn't even read the fact, the yak fact. God, that was close. I don't even want to try saying that again. I don't even want to do that because I could just buy one and learn for myself. We had a pig in here a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, we're good with the farm animals here. And that peed on the floor, unless the bosses are listening, in which case it didn't. Um... And and that went well. So we could get a yak in the elevator, couldn't we? There is a freight elevator here. Oh. Yeah. So they built it. For, it's in mind, I think. I have exactly that. Okay, let's do some other stuff because um, we've worn the yaks out. Um, I want to talk about France, right? Have you ever driven in France? Mental. Absolutely mental, the French drivers. They're a bit like, you know, like when you go to Quebec and you go, cool. They're like that, but on steroids. I think they are on steroids, actually. Is that all right? Can I say what I just said? That's all right, isn't it? They do. There are more aggressive drivers in Quebec. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just a fact, isn't it? I don't know if you could libel a group as vague as the entire province, so I think it's fine. I think I did, and I think I'm... Do you know what? I'm going to stick with it, because they are a bit more aggressive. I actually like it. I genuinely do, because I used to live in Ottawa, which is just near the Quebec border, and obviously I drive to Montreal quite a bit to go out dancing and what have you. And um, as soon as you get over the border, it's great, because I like fast drivers and nutty drivers because they're predictable. You know that if there's a space, it's going to be filled. You know that if there's a fast lane, it's going to be used, and it's going to be used top end. Less confident drivers you can't predict. Exactly. They panic. Ottawa was a nightmare. I remember once having to brake quite hard because the car in front of me broke quite hard. And, uh, and and it was a woman waving someone out, right? Saying, cross the road. And she was hanging out the window going, go on, you can go. It was just some dude having a cigarette outside a pub. He didn't even want to cross the road. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, no, I'm just, I'm just living my life. This is just what I'm doing. Let me be. And she's like, oh, okay then. I thought you were going to cross the road. Move! 
For the love of God, why are we having a full chat here? So I quite like driving in Quebec, and as a result, I quite like driving in France, but driving in France is dangerous. In 2013, there were 3,250 road deaths in France compared to just over 2,000 in Canada. Yeah, so getting, uh, you know, getting in your rented Citroen at the airport, you need to do some calm breathing exercises. And then you have to, what I always call it, and I do, I'm a bit like this in London, England as well, I, I just I go into a-hole mode. Because if you can't beat them, join them. Do you know what I mean? And I, I don't pride myself on that on a daily drive because I hate that guy. But sometimes you've got to be that guy or you ain't going to get anywhere. So that's what you do in France. You just go into a-hole mode. Um, but apparently it's it's not going very well. The pass, um, The passing of the exam has been too easy. So the French government thought, right, there's two things we can do. If we make it harder, less people will pass. And, of course, hopefully, the skills that we instill in them will make them better drivers, right? Didn't work. Because they did this, and they've had to pull it. They did this thing where they have an online test, right? But you have to do it in controlled environments. You have to come in, just like you do here, the theory test as opposed to the actual driving of the car, right? So the French, right, have made it so hard, the pass rate has gone from 70% to 17 No one can do it. Candidates claim the questions are too cryptic, right? So I got an example of a couple of the questions. I'll ask you, Pat. Um... This one's really weird. I think it's, I don't know if it's a trick question. It seems too obvious to me. To reduce my gas consumption, do I take my foot off the accelerator? To reduce gas consumption, yeah. take your foot off the accelerator. Yes. Yes, that's the answer. Yeah. I don't think that's an example of the hard one. All right, see if you can get I this. I thought it was a trick question. It was so simple. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't, here's me sifting through this, thinking that'd be really hard. All right, this one. This is, this is one of the questions that they pulled in France because no one was getting this. At 80 kilometres an hour, 80 kilometres an hour, the visual field of a driver is 60 degrees. Uh, no, that's too difficult to math. I would assume yes. I don't know the answer. Sorry. I don't, I... <laughs> I don't know. So probably. I mean, who cares? Because that, that's the stupid thing about it. Like, I drove to Markham and back today. At no point when I was doing 80 did I think, now I've only got a 60-degree visibility field at the moment. Yeah, that's a, isn't that a physics question of seeing how much your field of vision reduces based on yes. the speed you're going? Yes. So only engineers can and brilliant people could drive cars then? Well, apparently, until they decided that was the very problem, indeed. And now they've pulled it. So now they've gone back to the slightly easier questions. There's two questions that I've posed to you today, and we still don't have a definite answer on yak shoes. So the text today, I'm going to ask two questions on 71010. Text from any phone on 71010. Do yaks wear shoes ever? And um, at 80 kilometres an hour... The visual field of a driver is 60 degrees. True or false? I'll find out the answers by the end. Through you. And uh, I think it's all the important stuff we talk about. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. In the States this week, flight delayed after passenger becomes suspicious. Right? So, now, I was thinking, was it some fella playing with his shoe or, you know, was it someone that had a, 
a peculiar bulge in their trousers and not in a good way. Um, an Italian economist says his flight was delayed this week after a fellow passenger saw him working on a difficult equation. <laughs> you can't make it up, can you? The woman alerted the cabin crew, right? His name is Guido Menzio, and he was taken off and questioned by agents who did not identify themselves after a woman next to him uh, got the attention through a note all right, of, of the staff. So presumably she wrote, right, this bloke next to me is doing an equation, right? He's Italian, so I think it's fair to say that he could be mistaken for being Arabic. She could be mistaken for being a bloody idiot. And uh, so she decided, right, oh, he must be a terrorist. You know what the Americans are like. So that she, um, she, got, she got him questioned, right? She got off the plane. She never got back on it. The flight was delayed two hours. She was still convinced he was a terrorist, even after all of this. So she got the next flight. Didn't trust the TSA. No. The University of Pennsylvania associate professor uh, boarded the Philadelphia to Syracuse flight on Thursday. He was on his way up here to Toronto due to give a lecture, right? Before the flight took off, the woman sitting next to him passed a note to a member of the cabin crew. She voiced her suspicion about his scribblings. He, he's taken it well. He said, it's a bit funny, but it's also a bit worrisome. Yeah, I'd say it's more worrisome than funny, personally. Uh, the lady just looked at me, looked at my writing of mysterious formulae, and concluded I was up to no good, because the entire flight then got delayed for two hours. American Airlines, whose regional partner, Air Wisconsin, was operating the flight in question, said the crew followed protocol to investigate her allegations. It's not allegations, though, it's just a bloke scribbling. It was established that they were not credible. The woman rebooked her flight later on, and uh, as I said, everyone was delayed. So we're now so paranoid that even doing an equation freaks people out. Why wouldn't you just say, what are you up to? That looks complicated. Why wouldn't you do that? What does any equation have to do with any act of terrorism? I assume, trying to become as paranoid as her, I assume that the equation she thought might be a formula on the ratio of explosives to oxygen, for example. Mixing your bomb once you get on the plane? <laughs> exactly! If what he was a terrorist turbulence? with a bomb, he would have bloody organised this at home, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to blow this one up. I seem to have my figures wrong. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Or if he was, like, charting a course, maybe. But that means he's not going to crash the plane. That means he's just going to take it somewhere. Right. Uh, text so far on that ridiculously hard question. Um, oh, no, so it, everyone's saying... Oh, that's not conclusive. <laughs> three people say true, three say false. Thanks, guys. Best listeners ever. You're all fired. You can't even listen to this show anymore. Rubbish. Um, the question, by the way, was... I've forgotten it now. What was it? It was very complicated. Something to do, oh, yeah, at 80 kilometres an hour, you've only got 60 uh, degrees of vision. Is this true? Uh, and we have concluded the yak shoes. That's put to bed, thank goodness, because it was getting a bit boring. Yaks do not wear shoes and uh, have never been known to. Thank goodness for that. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Um... It's about this time every week on the Vinnie White Show, which runs quite regularly from 9 o'clock to roughly 10 o'clock every Sunday. A highlight of your week, no doubt. 
And about this time, we open the doors to a well-read, well-presented, lovely, endearing, hot piece of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and um, unfortunately, she couldn't make it, but Amanda's wow. here. Hey, oh, hey. Amanda Capito's a uh, news <laughs> junkie. And we usually talk about some sort of news events that are going on around the world. I'd like to talk to you about uh, bananas. Do you like bananas? Love bananas. Great thing, aren't they, bananas? Bananas. Um, bananas. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> uh, if you like a banana, perhaps you like eating it in a seductive way, then you're evil. This is according to uh, rules and regulations now in China. Apparently in Chinese live streaming services, which are very popular, they've banned people from filming themselves eating bananas in a seductive fashion. Now, I don't know if that means you can't eat a banana... Or you can't, well, I don't know, mess around while you do it, I suppose. Uh, either way, new regulations mean that live streaming sites must monitor all of their output round the clock to ensure nothing untoward is going on, keeping an eye out for any erotic banana eating. It's not just fruit that's under the radar, though. Uh, apparently wearing stockings and suspenders while hosting a live stream, forbidden. Like, okay, I have two things to say to this. One is what problems occurred to make this rule come into place? Like, what happened? What was the breaking point? Well, the Chinese Ministry of Culture announced it was investigating a number of popular live streaming platforms for allegedly hosting pornographic or violent content that, quote, harms social morality. Now, in that bracket, like, I totally get that, obviously, okay. the violent bit particularly. Right. But in that bracket, apparently, seductively eating a banana. But I don't know how they'll enforce it because how do you like if you can eat a banana but you can't eat it seductively? Who's to decide what is seductive about a banana? Yeah, <laughs> it's very it's a it's a fine line. I mean, and you could argue this eating a banana regularly is seductive no matter what. But some some would say some would say just re regular like biting into it. <laughs> some but, people that eat chicken pies can look seductive. Yeah, they can make any you can make anything look seductive. Yeah, it depends what mood I'm in. But there's actually this was the second thing I was gonna say. There's a comedian and I forget her name. I'm not trying to steal her bit. I'm no uh, I'm not trying to be a Dane Cook over here. Mm. But um, she did a bit about eating bananas and how she. She hates that it's seductive, even when she's trying not to make it look seductive. So she's on the bus, and every morning she likes to eat a banana, and she finds that all the men on the bus are always staring at her as she eats it. So she's like, I've mastered the way to eat a banana that is not seductive. Can I guess what it is? Yes. Does she break off sections of banana? Partially. She's like, this is the way I do it. I break off a section, yeah. and then I mush it up in my hands and I shove it into my mouth like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst doing... <laughs> <laughs> no one's getting turned on yeah. with that. You fancy me now? No, because I'm a freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other question I had from this is, are you all right with a cucumber then? Because surely you could get around the banana band with a cucumber. What about a hot dog? They're even more sexy, steamy sausages. Right? Think of that. How phallic is a sausage? Popsicles. I don't think. I have to lick that. Oh, uh, yeah, popsicles. They have them in China. I thought you meant, I thought you were going to say pogos. I think that's a Canadian thing, isn't it? Is it? But even those too. See, there's too many foods. There's a lot of seductive Chinese food as well. I mean, you know, when you suck up a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> is that what turns you on, Mindy? Noodle sucking? I, I, honestly. <laughs> I can't even sit down <laughs> just thinking about it. The other one, right? I'm learning so much about you. What about a yam? 
Yeah, that's a... Can you suck a yam? Maybe. That's a text, then. Can you suck a yam and do yaks wear shoes? Do yams get eaten by yaks? Um, I went out last night and I feel a bit rough today, forgive me. Yeah, I'm a bit discombobulated. Do you find that when you get older, do you find that everything hurts a bit more? Do you have a good, like, wobbly night out? Yeah, I think even just without a wobbly night out, everything hurts more yeah. as I get older. So It does, doesn't it? Yeah, like I just have regular back aches. That's I'm just part of it. Starting to think life is incredibly unfair, yeah. actually. <laughs> what a first world problem this is. Yeah. Oh, oh, my muscles ache. Um, I've had about 20 coffees today in a bid to get myself around Literally it. 20 coffees? No, I suppose it was a good double for uh, artistic effect. I think it, it might be 10, though. That's a lot. Yeah. Like three to four gives me the shakes. Yeah, no, I feel proper weird. Yeah. I actually feel a bit like I'm on drugs. Oh, I'm so, yeah. I'm so glad I'm, I'm really, here for this. I'm <laughs> petrified that I'm going to swear. <laughs> petrified. <laughs> I hope he's ready on that dump button. Okay. Anyway, the reason I bring Patrick up... Patrick has been warned. Yeah. The reason I bring up um, coffee, right? I want to ask you another question. Yes. God, so many today. Mm-hmm. Right? Imagine you're in England, right? You're knocking about. Pip, pip, cheerio, whatever you people think we say. Right. And um, Hello. I, I get that sometimes. It pisses me right off. Saying pip, pip, cheerio? No, yeah, that. Like It's when it's when you're in a queue for something, in a line-up for something. Yeah. And um, you say, I don't know, I can have a sack of uh, bananas, for example, to the to the man behind the thing. And then the bloke next to you, like in the line-up, just totally from nowhere goes, pip, pip, cheerio, you from London. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. You're just trying to be friendly. Why are we doing this? (laughs) Do you think if I'm in London and the Canadian comes in, do I go, hey, man, you want some maple syrup? (laughs) Doesn't happen. Anyway. He's just trying to be your friend. He thinks you're cool. (laughs) Pit, pit. The other thing is cheerio. I don't know if anyone actually knows this. means goodbye. Oh. But a lot of people say it here. Think it's hello. Thinking that it's hello. So they (laughs) they come up to you and go, oh, cheerio. Bye. (laughs) Very confusing. That's good. Right. You're in England. You're walking around, right? I'm not saying cheerio to anyone. You're not saying cheerio. You're keeping it buttoned. Right. And have you been to England, by the way? No. No, you should. You've been everywhere else. I know. It's on the list. There's a shop. Oh, you know what? I got this wrong. You're in Wales. Sorry, it's in Cardiff. See, to us, it's all the same. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Britain, UK, Great it's Britain. It's fine. Wales, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the Welsh love it when you call them English as well. I know. They... You'll get on so well. I've heard. <laughs> the Irish even more so. Oh, 800 years of persecution. How to upset an Irishman calling him English. Not working. Anyway, bless them. Um, you're in Wales. You're in Cardiff, right? You're in a place called the Field of Beans Coffee Shop. You're lining up. Right, you want a coffee to go, right? They they serve you up the little sign there. It says if you order in a Dalek voice, you get five percent off your bill. Do you know what a Dalek is? Have you ever seen Doctor Who? Oh, I know Doctor Who. Is that the? Is that the? What is Dalek though? That's a the da- alien. The Daleks are sort yeah, sort of like a tin alien. Yeah, they're quite silly looking. They've right, got, they've got they're on wheels. Or I think they're supposed to hover, but they're yes. they're literally on wheels. Yes, and um. They speak like this. Right. Exterminate. <laughs> I am a Dalek. So you'd have to get, you'd have to go up and say, can I have an Americano? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you get 5% off. I would do it. Would you do it? Yeah. You wouldn't? No. Why? Because it's only 5%. 
Yeah, but and it was half price, am I? I couldn't. But you're gonna get happy. You're gonna get smiles all around. Yeah, you are. I'm really surprised that you do that. Really? Are you that surprised? I do silly things like oh, yeah. this all the time. Oh, I have no shame. <laughs> also, especially for it's it's not harming anyone. It's only making it it's only making it all better. Right. Let's do a bit of acting here. <laughs> no. I am in a coffee shop. I'm the coffee shop owner. I'm Welsh, so forgive the attempt at the no, accent. No, I'm not going to be able to do the accent well because no, I don't no, know you it. You don't have to worry about that. I'm okay. the, you're oh. just going to do the Dalek voice. Right? No, that's why I'm worried about the Dalek voice. Well, if you do it in a coffee shop, you can do it on the radio, can't you? Okay, but also, I mean, I just meant in general, like if someone asked me to, to do a certain accent to get a discount, I think also, I think it comes down to like, do you do you appreciate discounts, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> the couponers. What's 5% off a coffee? Yeah, but what if I was ordering a bagel and donuts too? That oh, can that's add a up. Point. Yeah, I hadn't thought. Do of that. they have Timbits there? <laughs> that's a brand name for Tim Hortons. Of course they don't. <laughs> but donut holes? Like, do they call it something no, else? Actually, we don't have them. What? What? There isn't a business idea. We're Take not it. like you people. Take it to England. You obese morons. We have biscuits. <laughs> oh goodness! Wait, with so the Queen's <laughs> face on them. <laughs> no, you don't. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying you wouldn't do it, no matter what. Uh, no, I wouldn't do it. What if it was for a Canadian act, like something less obnoxious, a Canadian accent? Okay. Um, well, like, so I'll go to Tim Hortons, I'll get 5% off my bill if I do what? A Canadian accent? No, like in England, I was saying. If you're in England and they ask you to do a Canadian accent Oh, for yeah, I'd probably off. do that because I could say, oh, I've lived there for 10 years or I, or I live there now, whichever applies. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Okay, what if they asked you to order like Yoda? Would you do that? Uh, this is a very good question. Because that one would take no, some thinking. I'm drawing the line at Yoda. <laughs> okay. Okay, but you would do some of them. Role play. I mean, here we go. <laughs> ding, ding. In you walk. Uh, hello there. All right. So what what can I get you today, love? Am I doing it like Yoda? Uh, as you wish. <laughs> or Darth Vader? Can I go? <laughs> I would like <laughs> a dark... <laughs> Americano. <laughs> but I would do that. That's very in keeping. I, I reckon Darth Vader would drink a dark. That's American. right. See, I, I really put thought into that one. Absolute nightmare to get it in his helmet, though. <laughs> He'd have to have a straw. Yeah. Hot liquids and a straw. Mm-hmm. Be like. <laughs> 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 so there you are. Um, that's very interesting and uh, incredibly important. Should we do one more thing? Yeah. Okay. Israeli man. All over the world today, yeah. Israeli man filed a restraining order against God. Okay. Yep. The plaintiff says he just wants God to stop interfering in his life. <laughs> okay. The man in Israel apparently doesn't want God to answer his prayer, so he's filed a restraining order against the Almighty. The plaintiff, identified as David Shoshan, appeared in... Sounds like he's... It's hard to say that and not sound drunk, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is David Shoshan coming? So you're... you're like, see, this is a good story, because now if you are drunk... Or you are hungover. Covered no one it. can tell. Covered is, it. Yeah, nice it's good. one. Uh, he appeared in a courtroom, which I suppose he had to pay for all this, right? On Tuesday, demanding, demanding that God stop interfering with his life. But like, has he has evidence that God is interfering? That's a good question. Like, has he seen miracles happen? And he's like, I don't want this anymore. Well, if you are a believer, I suppose you think that everything is God's either Doing, direction yeah. or interference, depending right. on which way you categorize it. Copy. Okay. So, I suppose his conviction is all he needs. Okay. Plus, he's bonkers. Right, right. Um, Shoshan said that he tried numerous times to obtain the restraining order. <laughs> Weird that they wouldn't issue it uh, through the police department. But in response, he only received 10 police visits over a 36-month period. What? What does that mean? In 10 response? police visits? Like they came in to check up on him? 
What? That? Why are they doing that? That's just wasting time. But you know what? Maybe that. Maybe they thought there was someone named God oh, that he yeah, wanted probably. a restraining order. He was just trying to check out and, and make sure. And they probably got a process. You can't just totally ignore someone. Ignore it. They have to go check. Yeah. Shameful. Or maybe for mental health issues. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, court documents noted that God did not present himself at the hearing. Uh, arrogant. The presiding judge, Ashan Kanan, threw out Shoshan's request and called it absurd. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Oh, my God. Oh, get out. <laughs> Uh, it's not immediately clear if God has an attorney. Canis <laughs> has suggested the, um, that Shoshan should get help from someone besides local law enforcement, possibly mental health help. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh... It's uh, it's sad. I don't know, because part of me thinks is this is some sort of cruel joke, like someone trying to prove a point or something. But then you always got to wonder. You it's have. Like... Now, I'm desperately sorry about this, because I really want to carry on talking to you. But unfortunately, I have to go to a break. Powers that be. Yeah? Okay. Well. So I might come back with you. Okay. See you, see you in a minute. Okay. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show. On In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. So, Amanda, what was your response this week when you found out that Trump is the Republican nominee? I wasn't surprised. No. Were you? Uh, I wasn't surprised, but I was disappointed. But I've been pretty much disappointed with everything that's gone on to date anyway. <laughs> so it's just sort of a more inevitable irritation. Yeah. Yeah. I love John Moore's post. Um, John Moore, our morning guy, wrote on his Facebook and Twitter, and Donald Trump is the nominee. This is the inevitable result of talk radio and Fox News. It took 20 years to make American conservatism literally a mental illness, but they did it. Oh, yeah. Slamming. But OK, I, you know what? I mean, I'm sensitive to the mental health illness, um, you know, wording. But mm. uh, talk radio is very powerful. And I agree. And they, you know, the Rush Limbaugh's and, you know, the powerful conservative talk radio stage, like they're syndicated across the U.S. and they have quite like huge, huge following. So yeah. and Fox, albeit amazing to my mind, is the most watched news network there is in the States. Mm -hmm. So. You know, they've got influence. Yep. Murdoch yep. has massive, massive influence. Yep. So Donald Trump is the guy who I'm, we used to laugh at for his hair. Now the humour's gone. I don't find it funny anymore, like, when I see him. I just get... I get the same feeling I would if a young child were to tell a racist joke every time I see Trump on the TV. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. I can't really see any humour. In a way, I feel compelled to laugh, but I, I really have a feeling of utter despair. Cause I think because you know that it's, it's very realistic that he could be leading the country. Yeah. Right? I know. And, like, when you say that, it's, I, like, words don't fit in my mind. Yeah. I just I I was one of those people that said absolutely no chance. Yeah. Reality TV star, misogynist, serial liar, anti-Muslim xenophobe, abortion position gymnast. He's got no idea where he stands on that. Polarizer, ludicrous fiscal policies if he's got any. Incoherent foreign policy, calling Mexicans rapists. That bloke could actually be the most powerful in the world. That's good, isn't it? Ugh. I, you know, no matter what you're, aside from politics, aside from all of that, you have to say, yeah, you know, I'm trying to look at it from, from big picture perspective. Mm -hmm. He's got, he, I, I, I can see it. He's got a lot of heart. He's got a lot of like passion when he speaks. And I think it's something that's a little bit lacking from all other candidates, including someone like Hillary Clinton, who is just, she, you know, even though. Maybe you would really agree with her politics. Like, does she have that that rah rah, that that passion 
that Trump has when he speaks. Like, there's something about it that's that's a bit I, captivating. I, I agree with you. If you if you take away the content, take away the yeah, exactly, and just look at. I mean, if, almost if you put the two on mute next yes. to each other. Yes. One's flailing his very small hands. <laughs> yeah. And the other one, you know, it's funnily enough, she looks more conservative, yeah. doesn't she? Exactly. Like she's she doesn't like the, there's a rallying that comes with Trump's yeah. like whole air of and and he's really he's kind of that same sort of thing that Rob Ford had, which was like, you know, just comes across as this, you know, I'm just going to say what I think, I'm going to say what it is and yeah, you're going to no filter, no, filter, no Politics BS. And I love slogans. I'm just and gonna... I will hammer those slogans until people shout them back at me. Yeah, and slogans that people are shouting back. Because what's yeah. Hillary? What, what's Hillary Clinton's slogan? Um, right. Yes. So you know, <laughs> but we all know. Let's make America great again. Like it's it's he's got it down pat, and that's not a matter of it, you know. Obviously, there's a team behind him that's coming up with these things, but it's his delivery. Oh no, no, he hasn't got a team. I know words. I use the best words. <laughs> I'm awesome with words. Right. I liked it when he thanked the uneducated people. <laughs> but see, like, that's, I honestly think that's something Rob Ford would have done, Definitely. right? Like, so it's that same. And, and, it, and it's so weird. Like, the reactions of those not very well educated people are like, ah, cool. Yeah. He gave us a shout. Yeah. What? How did that happen? <laughs> I like it when he gets muddled up as well. My favorite bits is when he just says the wrong thing, sometimes to a ridiculous effect. When he's trying to say 9 11, Gets it a bit wrong. I think what I want to do is I want to talk just for a second. I wrote this out and it's very close to my heart because I was down there and I watch our police and our firemen down on 7-Eleven, down at the World Trade Center right after it came down. And I saw the greatest people I've ever seen in action. <laughs> just keeps trucking. I know. But you know what? See, again, I think it makes them slightly more lovable to the average person because people make that people make mistakes. Yeah. And it's not something a politician, the average politician would do is mess up something like 9-11, especially for no. Americans. Right. But for that, I think that humanizes him just a little bit. Yeah. And, and makes can, people it makes people love him, which means he can do no wrong. Right. And for us, we're like, you know. Uh, just especially being in news and in radio, you think this is a no-brainer. That's a such a horrible slip. How could anyone want to back someone, have someone like that leading the country? But really, it actually, I think, works in his advantage in a weird way. I, I'm just disappointed in the American people because as much as there's someone in that rally going, hey, he said 7-Eleven, we'll make mistakes. He's like me. Mm. It annoys me that they don't go, oh, he said 7-Eleven, he makes mistakes. You shouldn't make a mistake of that gravitas. But more importantly, he's nothing like me. He's a billionaire. Yeah, but they don't always... see that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's not like you. Yeah. And he's not going to make America very great again. <laughs> that should be his real slogan. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... we'll see. Like, if he ends up, if he ends up winning, I... I just don't know. Have you got a European passport? No, but I'm eligible to. Let's go. Me and you, buddy. We should get away, get out. Just I don't get want out. to hang around here. Way too close. <laughs> um, on that incredibly sad and depressing bombshell, we should leave you. And uh, thanks for coming in, Amanda. It was always a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you. I forgot to say that if you want a canvas print, then you should go to mrphotocanvas.com. That's what I do when I'm not talking about eating bananas in China. See you next week at nine. Ta-da. Bye.